The Outlet. The Talk of Queenstown. Welcome to The Outlet, The Talk of Queenstown. Peter Doyle and the community kicked off the original Queenstown Winter Festival in 1975. Calls to bring back the original community-style festival and providing fun for locals had the backing of many of the festival's early founders and organisers. I caught up with Peter to chat through those early days, his favourite event and how people can get involved. So let's go back to 1975. So what was the original inspiration behind the idea of the Winter Festival in Queenstown? I I suppose you could call it an inspiration. Uh, I was actually, uh, I came to Queenstown as a musician and I was playing here around a few of the hotels and joining bands, although there wasn't really a lot going on here. Although the ski season was pretty good, but we just noticed that during the later parts of the afternoon, uh, there was not much happening in Queenstown. Evenings weren't that busy. Obviously, didn't have any anywhere near what we've got in Queenstown now. And a few of us sort of put our heads together and said, well, surely, you know, when people don't want to go skiing, what do they do? And that's how it really started. A friend of mine who ran Icart's Hotel here, Laurie Wilde, we said, well, why don't we get a group of people together, which is exactly what we're doing now and to see who's keen to to do something. Well, that was the start of it. And when you get a bunch of people and say, we don't care how crazy the event is or whatever, just tell us what you think. Well, we got so many good ideas and we thought, well, this just has to, we have to run with this. And so we picked the date and I can tell you now, it was never ever planned to be the launch of winter. The, the winter had already started and so on. So we did. We actually did the first winter festival, I think, in the second week of August. We moved it back a week after after that over the years because we ended up doing it as, as part of the Swiss National Day, which was August the first. So that just seemed like a good a good fit, really. So that was it. We had we had a, a bunch of very keen people. We had a bunch of crazy ideas, and we just said, let's. Well, we've got a date. We put a put went to the council, so we put a stage up downtown. Sure, things were easy back then, Brent. You could get a lot of things done by the community, by the council. I mean, I just remember going around to the council and saying, "We want to close some streets off," and they said, "Well, you give a box of beers to the boys down there, and it will happen." Well. That wouldn't happen now. I think there's slightly more paperwork involved now, Peter, if you want to do something like that. Yes, I know. And that's what scares me is that, um, you know, I mean, we'll come to that in a minute, but, you know, the, the whole red tape thing is just, uh, everyone's got to be protecting themselves and so on, but it's just over the top now. But anyway, that's it. so that's anyway, that's how it started. And when we started getting a lot of these crazy events, they were good. But we needed more. We needed things that involved. There was really for the community. It wasn't for tourists, although they came along and watched. But we went to all the clubs that we could think. And we said, we went to the golf club and said, you want to run a golf match? And they said, what? Yeah, we said, yeah, do it in the middle of July. We'll use coloured balls and you can, yeah, right. So we'll do that. We went to the, the hockey guys and said, can you run an ice hockey match, and, and they were right into it, and, and they said, sure, we'll do that. We went to the rugby club and said, how about putting a game of rugby on down there? And they said, what, in the snow? I said, why not? <laughs> so we had all those crazy ideas, and it was the best. 
And we ran for about nine days, I think. It was the best nine days the community had ever participated in. I think it was just great. Why do you think it's important to bring it back for the community? Well, if you've got the community on your side and they're passionate about things to make their community not just a happy place to live, but also a vibrant and pulsating community where people come and visit or you you want to make the locals happy and and whatever then that's the key is to get the local people involved if and you don't have to pay them money if you get them on your side they will be part of it i'll tell you an an event that we got i never say that this was all my idea from the very word go i mean i i got a committee together and so on but there it was a lot of people involved in all this and we used to ask people you've got an idea come and tell us well there was a guy who was the ski field manager up at coronet peak he had this crazy idea about having a race from the top of coronet peak down to the main part of queenstown and that's that's uh, you know that's no mean feat so he said well how are you going to do that he said well we're going to get every club in town involved and every club will do something that they're good at so right on the top of coronet peak we're going to have skiers. They're going to race down a certain thing, and, and and then they're going to hand the baton over to the next person. They get to the bottom of the ski party area. Then we're going to have a couple of people doing doing a wheelbarrow race on skis. That was hilarious. Then we're going to have people running down the road from Coronet Peak. I mean, you could never do that now. Uh, you know, it was just <laughs> it was crazy. And then we had you know the girls from the from the netball team. Or the basketball team, they bounced the ball all the way in. We had the rugby guys passing footballs on the way. We had people from the cycling club. And the crazy thing was that when they got into Queenstown, after many, many other parts of it, they got in there and then they handed the baton over to people who were lined up along the beach and they canoed around the bay. And so this is a race, you got to remember. But when they got to the other side of the bay, there was a bunch of women who had their children with them, probably three or four-year-old kids or whatever, they had to encourage their children to go from a certain point across the, the finishing line, which wasn't too far, but and that was a bit of fun. All the grannies and everything were there. They handed the baton over then to a bunch of, of senior citizens who had to knit a four-inch square, and the television guys and everything couldn't believe it. You know, that race, we had 400 people from our community in that race, in every club we could think of, they came. And then we all went down to the our Memorial Hall here, and the council obviously didn't charge us for the use of the afternoon. We had the best party, and we handed a few prizes out. But again, it didn't cost anything. It just was just a lot of fun. When Now that I hear that this year's Winter Festival has been canned altogether, and it's because it's going to cost too much. I just shake my head and just say, well, that is amazing that you can say that because I know just in the last few weeks after talking to a lot of locals, and I've lived in Queenstown since the early 70s. I've been here for over 50 years. And and I've talked to so many people and I've told them the idea and every single person almost without fail has said, we're behind you. We want to get it back to what it was. Just let us know what you want. It's the most important thing is to get the community. I mean, if there's tourists here, that's great. They'll love it. And when I tell you later, some of the things we used to do, <laughs> tourists couldn't believe it. Oh, and we, had, we used to have a lot of media here. 
I ran the festival, the very first one, and I ran it for a number of years after that. It got passed to different people over the years. And then it went back to its roots for a while, but it, it lost its way a bit until they said, you need to pay people. Money talks. So then they started paying organisers to come and do it. That was the biggest mistake that ever happened because as soon as you start paying people, then you have to get sponsors. And as soon as you get sponsors, they want their pound of flesh. And so it just it just keeps on going and going and going until now. It's saying now that this, this year's Winter Festival, if it was going to be on, would cost a million dollars. And I cannot believe that. It doesn't make sense to me. And so when you say things like that, then everyone says, oh, they forget it. So that's why I want to get it back to the, the, the local community, the roots of the town community. We don't need a lot of money. If the council gets behind us, I know the people of the town will get behind us. I've even spoken to here uh, to people over the last month or so that, that run companies here. And, and they've said, if you want a hand with anything, give us a yell. You know, I mean, these are people who don't live here. They just they just have, have businesses that open up here and they've come down for skiing or whatever. And they know about it. They know that they've been here back over the years and they just they, they, they're horrified that they're how can this how can we lose I mean I do know other festivals around the world around New Zealand around Australia everywhere they do have a time limit you know every festival it runs out of steam but for some reason this festival has gone nearly 50 years and it hasn't run out of steam really so I don't want to leave this I just want to get the community stirred up enough to get together and see what we can do it may not happen but i hope it does but, but it is the key getting people in the community behind you you can start from nothing and as you say you can put something great together if everybody you know cooperates and and the council helps you out you're right it's not going to cost you a million dollars that's right and the biggest thing is that that if you go around to all those clubs that we did way back in 75 and and i ran the festival again the late eight. If you go around to all the, the clubs that I said before, the rugby club, the, the ice skating, the or the hockey club and the, the rugby guys, you go and see the, the you know, the different clubs. The Mardi Gras was a, a huge night here and and you know, Lions Clubs, Rotary Clubs, um, school organizations, you get all them on board and they will they will come and that's what you and that's your community. That's what you need to get this thing to happen if they're on board. What was your favourite thing you did originally? What was your favourite event of the festival, Pete? There's so many that it would be hard for me to pick one. There was a bunch of guys who, and you got to remember that the town is split into different hours, you know. I mean, Queenstown's a little bit unique. The people that are free during the day, these people who live here, local, they, in if you're involved in the hospitality industry, then you work at night. So... You know, you're there to do things during the day. The people that work during the day are free at night time. So they're they're keen to get involved, you know. And you throw them into into the mix with the local club on the weekends, the, the rugby club and, so, and all the other ones that I mentioned. You get all them involved. And next thing, you've got them coming up with the ideas as well. And, and the, the, the waiters race was one of the one of the famous ones that we used to have. There was a bevy of guys in all their waiters' uniforms and everything racing down the street at 100 mile an hour with 
trays with plastic glasses on them and it was just I don't know, it was just a hoot just to see that that happening. One of the, the, the companies, the Cow Restaurant in town, used to sponsor the spaghetti. We'd have people lined up down the mall and out would come this hot spaghetti and away they'd go. Oh, that that was, a, that was a pretty unique, I, I, you know, it was fantastic. I think we used to have the Birdman competition. That was another one where people, in, this, in the middle of winter, don't forget, people used to leap off the wharf at the, <laughs> into the lake and you had to you had to make a pair of wings to see you, and nobody ever got any any height. And it was a lot of fun. We used to have the drag race where all the guys in town and quite, you know, serious business people in town would dress up in drag. I don't think you could do that now, but that was that was always a fun one. We used to have the Mardi Gras, which is probably my favourite because being an entertainer, uh, we would get involved and play music and so on. That was great. The thing with that, the Mardi Gras is. And, and you remember that Mardi Gras is actually a New Orleans thing, and it happens on a Tuesday. I, I've heard so many stories about we had a Mardi Gras last Saturday. Oh, really? It's that was wrong. You shouldn't have had it. You should have had it. And so we always had it on a Tuesday because that's what Mardi Gras means: party on a Tuesday. If we could do it on then, although I'm not suggesting we do a full week, but I think four, three or four days or whatever would be good. But I think the Mardi Gras brings out the best in the town because it means that every club, every school, every every organisation can put up their sixpence worth, sell some popcorn or a barbecue at the Lions or get up there with their members. And it doesn't cost a penny for them to come along. They're part of the community. We did it the other night. They had the fireworks display, which was called off initially and now that then somebody came to the rescue and they they had it and everyone loved it you know you've got to you've got to have fireworks it's just one of the things that you have to have with the party don't you and so we we had a barbecue with the lions we had lots of other school committees and things and i think that would be the highlight because then we we used to over the years got some really good new zealand musicians would come down initially it was all just local musicians there weren't many of us here in those days, but we used to bring in a lot of Dave Dobbins and Tom Sharplins and all. They, they would all come down here. They loved it, and away we went. That was the way that I can see it, yeah. Well, if people in the community want to get behind this, what's the best way to do that, Peter? The, the, my first suggestion to a few people that have already spoken to me is, is that we need to go and get the council on board. If we haven't got the council they are the community. I mean, they represent us in everything we do. If they're not on board, then by the time you add health and safety costs, insurance, and all those other things that you've got, to, that you've got road closures and all that, you know, the next thing they say, oh, that's going to cost you 50 grand. So you're behind the eight ball before you even start. So my idea would be to go and see the council get them on board. There's a wonderful woman who does all the community side of the council, Jan Maxwell. I'd go and see her. I'd go and see the mayor, go and see the destination Queenstown, people who are our, who are marketing people and say, look, here it is. Can we do this? Can, if you support us, this doesn't have to cost a million bucks. We we will do the manpower. The clubs will do the, they'll supply the goods and things. All we need you to do is waive the fees for the hall or the venue or nowadays wherever you go and put a blanket down in the park somewhere so only wants to come over and charge you. So we don't want that to happen. We want 
to do this. And I'm sure if the council really wanted to help, they would say, okay, you let us know what you want. And, and I understand with health and safety, all those things, yes, I understand it's got to be done, but there must be a way to ease the pain on the community. And look, it's all about having fun. Get some fun back into the community. And I tell you what, that's what that's what it's all about in Queenstown. We work too hard here. We're constantly barraged by thinking up more ideas for more tourists and da 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 da. Well, let's just forget about that for a little while, you know, for a three or four days, and let's just have some fun ourselves. I mean, it's like going when we go out here and watch the the local rugby teams, whether they're the young kids or whatever. We get out there and it's all locals and Aratown. You get out there. And that's what it's all about. Get a bunch of locals together to tell a few stories and a few yarns, have a good laugh and go home. Well, I just want to wish you all the very best for getting that off the ground. And when it's gone, I'm definitely going to be there. Well, that's great, Brendan. I would think that, you see, the winter back in 1975 was a bit different than what it is now. They didn't. We didn't have snow guns and all those sort of things back then. So the winter kicked off a bit later. In fact, you know, probably into July rather than June. We didn't run, as I said, we didn't run this festival until the first or second week in August. And that's probably quite a good time, you know. It's you're guaranteed snow, guaranteed people, doesn't clash with the school holidays, doesn't clash with anything except for people to come here, locals and visitors to have a blast. And we'll look forward to seeing you, Brent. Download the Queenstown app from the App Store or Google Play. Thanks for listening to The Outlet. The Outlet is produced and published by the Queenstown app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. The Outlet is available on the Outlet button of your Queenstown app and wherever you get your podcasts.